0: welcome to the cornerstone podcast presented by global grace ministries i am francis wesso the host of this podcast i am very excited today to share the last episode of the series blessings with you The name of this episode is A Blessing of Consecration. In the past episodes, we discussed three blessings from the Old Testament, and I did not want to finish this series without sharing one from the New Testament. But before we read the passage of the Bible I have chosen to share with you today, I need to remind you that when we pronounce a blessing over someone or claim one for ourselves, We are not just saying something nice. When we give someone our blessing or offer a benediction, we proclaim God's favor over that person. Blessings are something very personal because you can only give what you have or impart what you carry. What do I mean by this? If you remember the blessing we discussed in the second episode of this series, Moses blessed the tribes of Joseph with the favor of the one who dwelt in the burning bush. Since He was the only person on earth that saw the fire and heard the voice of God coming from that bush, no one but Him could offer that blessing. Suppose you know God as Jehovah Jireh, our provider, because God has provided for you for every single one of your needs. When you tell someone, may Jehovah Jireh provides for your needs, in that case you are speaking with authority because you know God as your provider. You cannot bless someone with something you do not believe. If you do not believe God can heal a person from cancer, do not offer a blessing for supernatural health. When we bless someone without the faith for that blessing, we are in reality just saying something nice, but our words are ineffective. Faith is speaking with our mouth what we believe in our hearts. So only bless people with what you have faith for. Also, remember that when we offer a blessing, we pray over the person we blessed. As New Testament believers, we always pray in the name of Jesus. That is how we claim all the promises of the Bible. Also, only bless people who appreciate your blessing. The Bible instructs us not to throw pearls at pigs which means we can only bless people who understand and appreciate what we give them. Jacob, the patriarch, understood the importance of a blessing. He even fought an angel for his blessing. If you read Genesis thirty-two 26, you'll see that it says, Then the men said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The angel knew Jacob was serious and gave him his blessing. Never mind that the angel left him limping for the rest of his life, but Jacob indeed got the blessing he wanted. With all that said, let us unpack the blessing I chose to share with you in this episode. It is a blessing of consecration and surrender to the Lord. It is a blessing that I believe every child of God needs to pray at least once in their lifetime. Go with me to 2 Corinthians 13:14, which says, "May the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all." Here, Paul closes his second epistle to the church of Corinth with a benediction or a blessing by praying first that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with all of them. There are 3 parts of this blessing. This blessing speaks of grace, love, and communion. Since before we pronounce a blessing, we need to understand it. I hope you don't mind if I give you a short explanation about each of these words before we go into the meaning of the blessing that Paul spoke over the church in Corinth. Paul tells them, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. As we know, grace has two meanings in the Bible. It can mean unmerited favor or the power to perform tasks or endure challenges. Paul here is blessing the Church of Corinth with the grace of Christ as Redeemer. He is praying that the grace or the power that helped Jesus endure his sacrifice and death on the cross be over the Church of Corinth. No matter what we face in life, I think it is safe to say that none of us will endure a more significant trial than Jesus did on the cross. Therefore, when Paul gives this blessing or this benediction to the Corinthians, he's telling them, may the grace of Jesus give you the power, the ability, and the capacity to accomplish any tasks you have before you and to endure any challenge you might face. Now, more than ever, we need the grace of God with us. Whenever you see people of God going through a difficult trial like a long illness, the loss of a loved one, or if someone is enduring persecution, this blessing is the perfect prayer to pray over them. In his final words in 2 Corinthians, Paul also blessed them with the love of the Father the love of the one who loved us enough to send his only son to die for us. I believe with all my heart that our lives will be much easier if the church of Christ understood how much God loves us. So many people, even in the church, have the wrong image of God. They think he's someone sitting on a throne ready to chastise them the minute they sin. Or they see him as someone who they need to beg for blessings because sometimes he hears them and sometimes he does not. People blame God for all the natural disasters that happen on earth. They consider natural disasters acts of God when indeed God had nothing to do with them. God is a good father who loves humanity. He is not mad at men. He hates sin because it destroys men, but he loves every sinner. My friends, when our image of God is the one of a loving father, we live a fear-free life because the Bible says that perfect love casts away fear. When you understand that God is your father and that he loves you, you live free from guilt and rejection. It does not matter if the world does not like you or understands you. The one who made the world loves you. In that love, we are safe. In that love, we find our identity as children of God. When God loves you, you live in peace, knowing that your father cares for you. He protects you, guides you, and provides for you. Even in the middle of the storms of life, his love is more than enough to carry you through. That is what the love of God is all about. But I want you to see that Paul did not bless the church of Corinth with an understanding of God's love. I believe he assumed that the church of Corinth knew how much God loved them. Paul blessed the church with the love of God. He was praying that they have the same capacity to love that God does. He asked God to allow them to love everyone around them as He loves them. My family, the day we learn to love as God does will be when we see each man as our equal. When we love as God does, we love without expecting that love to be reciprocated. I believe with all my heart that if the church loved the world as Jesus loves it, the entire world will be saved by now. There is no better weapon in evangelism than the love of God. Paul knew that the church of Corinth needed the grace of Christ a Redeemer and the love of God to live in that city. In the days of Paul, Corinth was called Sin City or Cardinal Corinth. The city of Corinth was like Las Vegas today. Travelers will get drunk with wine and then, and then enticed into loves for illicit activity with prostitutes and other party goers. Christians were not celebrated in that city. To win Corinth, the church had to love the people as God did. I don't know about you, but sometimes it is hard to love the people who do not love our God. Recently, we heard on the news here in the United States about a man who had just gone out of jail that kidnapped and killed a young mother who was jogging around her neighborhood. This poor soul left a young husband alone to raise his kids and these kids without a mother. Evil is everywhere my family but as we know God loves even that killer and now more than ever we need to love like God loves if we are going to reach our cities for Christ. Paul did not only pray for the grace of Christ the Redeemer or the love of God the Father for the church of Corinth. He also prayed that they will have the fellowship of the Holy Spirit with them. My friends, the church cannot survive without the help of the Holy Spirit. He is who makes it possible for us to understand the Bible. He is the reason why we can communicate with God. He is the anointing that makes miracles happen and the only one that walks with us every day. He is the one who comforts us in times of sorrow, blesses us with joy in difficult times, and gives us the strength not to fall into temptation. All those are the blessings that come to us through the Holy Spirit. But what Paul prayed was not that the Holy Spirit be in fellowship with us. He is already in fellowship with us. Paul asked God to give us the fellowship of the Holy Spirit or the communication of the Holy Spirit. In other words, he asked God to give us the same communication that the Holy Spirit has with him and Jesus. Communicating and fellowshipping with God and Jesus as the Holy Ghost does is such a marvelous gift and privilege that many think it possible only in heaven. But if Paul asked for it here on earth, it means that we can have it here on earth. Through the Holy Spirit, we can talk to God the Father and Jesus our Redeemer here as we will do it in heaven. That, my friends, is a blessing because when we have such communion with the triune God, we can be greatly used for his glory. When we have that type of communion, that type of communication or fellowship, the Lord shares with us things that, like the Bible says, no one has heard or we can see things that no one has seen. That knowledge can help us pray and avoid tragedies or promote the kingdom of heaven with great accuracy. When you pray this prayer over you or your loved ones, you ask God to give you the ability to endure anything. The love to love the world as God does and to have fellowship and talk to God the Father and Jesus as the Holy Spirit does. We can conquer the world for Christ with this blessing. This blessing is not the type of blessing, though, that you pray every day. It is a blessing of consecration. It is a blessing of surrender that can change our lives and the lives of those around us. Therefore, we need to pray it with understanding and commitment. So I hope that when you pray it over you or someone, you and that someone understand what you guys are doing with this blessing we conclude this series i hope this series has inspired you to offer blessings over your family and all the people around you do not miss our next series we will be talking about what happens after death thank you for your time today if you have any questions about our ministry or would like to become a partner with us Please visit our website, globalgraceministries.com. May the grace of Christ, God's love, and the Holy Ghost Fellowship be with you all.